Welcome back to Daring Parenting. I'm your host, Lisa Henderson, and our guest today is Dr. Mark Blair, and we're talking about entitlement. So, Dr. Blair, how hard is it to be a teenager these days? I think the first 16 years of your life are completely bewildering anyway. You don't really know what you're doing. And, you know, especially boys, they go through this really spazzy phase between about 12 and 16 before they get control over their body and they're just a raging hormonal mess basically <laughs> life is bewildering at that age and it's very very hard to know which way you want to be going with your life or whether you're even doing an adequate job of anything so reinforcement from your parents is really important eventually you reject your parents as your primary uh, source of that information and your peer group becomes really important as well but that to for people to know for young people to know what it feels like to do a good job of something is really important and the only way you get to that is by trying again and again and again and failing but failing within a supportive network where your parents are prepared to actually allow you to fail but to carry on trying and I think that's the key. When I uh, was thinking about having another baby, I went to my pediatrician and I was like, what's gonna happen to my daughter? She's gonna have to learn how to share. It sounds so stupid. <laughs> and my pediatrician had twins and two other children and she said, well, she can either learn how to share inside the home where she's loved and supported, or she can learn out in the real world and it's not gonna be so nice. Mm. And I've taken that with me so much because it's like, okay, this lesson is coming down the pike for them, no matter what they do. There's no doubt about it. And I think that's the thing. If you can actually teach them the lessons that they're going to need to survive in the big bad world within the framework of a loving, caring family, how better to prepare them for the world than that? You cannot do better than that. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And there's so many opportunities. Constantly there's opportunities to actually do that. So it's just a matter of acknowledging that they're there so this child can learn stuff. And doing the stuff for them doesn't get the job done. It's not about the outcome. It's about the experience. It's about going through that whole trajectory of success and failure and coming out at the end of it with a, sen a decent sense of self. I think the Dutch have a saying called clogs to clogs. It's like rags to riches. Yeah. It's like, you know, the grandparents work hard and then the next generation, you know, they're not wearing clogs, they're wearing real shoes and they're doing well. And that generation wants to make it so much better for the next generation that they don't really learn how to work and then they're back yeah. to rags again. Yeah. And I do see a lot of boomerang kids kids that are coming home in their 20s and living at home not paying rent not paying for food are they really doing their kids a favor i mean obviously they're not doing their kids a failure uh, a favor because there's that child that's what they call failure to launch <laughs> where, I like that. yeah where, and there was a movie called failure to launch which was about that and you know i think that's that's a really good indication that you've actually not done such a great job of bringing your kids up without have, being critical or judgmental of people whose children come back because obviously there are circumstances where that's necessary. Um, you really do want your child to fly away from you. 
that they come back from time to time, but they want you want them to be successful adults that are actually can sustain a job, can sustain normal friendships, and can be members of the society and have children of their own. That's how important this is. That's what I mean about not really knowing what kind of job you're doing until your kid's in their late 20s, through university, because you're still supporting them all the way through university. They only really... You can only really tell how they're going to turn out when they're in their late 20s, early 30s. Well, and what's so funny is my kids come back to me and tell me all the little things that they had pulled the wool over my eyes. You know, somebody's older sister pretending to be the mother telling me that the boys would be sleeping in different rooms than the girls at the party that was way out in the country and I'm out of town. And also coming back and saying... I really didn't like when you did this, but it helped me. And then my daughter has even recently said, you should have made me work in between uh, school semesters, because in America, they're three months off. And we didn't make her do that until right before she went to university. And she said, you should have made me work. And I was like, wow, I just wanted her to have a fun summer. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I think that's exactly the point, is that, the things that your children are going to learn from actually being in a work environment, that's their first real integration with the reality of the system that we actually live in. Everything else before that is prepares them for that. But when they actually work, then it's serious. Then they actually are accountable for what they do. It's a really important lesson to learn early on in life. And as, as we were saying, if you deny them the opportunity of doing that it does have an impact of their sense of integrity and their sense of self so i think i mean maybe i'm not the best example of this because my parents didn't actually make me have a vac job when i was at university i'm not sure why not actually at one stage i did fix diesel fuel pumps that was my job but apart from that i didn't really have a vac job a lot of the time certainly all my friends went out and got waitering jobs which i never did i think my parents were too terrified that i was going to fail if (laughs) if i started working so in any case so the reality was that i actually didn't do enough of that sort of thing myself um and i'm probably impaired by that lack of opportunity or not taking opportunities like that as a as a young person so last question as we wrap up Uh, a mother comes in with mm, two-year-old and now with all of your experience with your patients children probably their grandchildren and your own parenting what would you tell the mother of the two-year-old how to start this process okay i think first of all one needs to assess okay what are your obligations your obligation is to feed clothe house and educate that child that's it that's it if you get that right you've done a great job anything else your child is not entitled to so don't make it about your suffering don't make it about what you wanted to happen in your life as you were growing up use those lessons but be sure that you give that child opportunities to succeed and fail continuously 
don't be the parent who undermines the child's right to struggle and to suffer and to fight his way through life because they're going to need that for the rest of their life. They will. What a great way to end. Thank you so much. I think we could probably talk for many hours about this subject because it is, it's fascinating and especially, you know, learning what I've learned now about parenting and then seeing, wow, I wish I'd done that differently. And I wish I could share some of what I learned with the parents. So thank you. Dr. Mark Blair, always a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Lisa. I appreciate it.